The Kutu Sikha is Chalik Yud Zayin, the Sikha of Shmini, Sikha Dalid, Lilinismus of Yosef, Binyamin Ben, and Abinasha Kaltman. Very beautiful Rashi Sikha, very, very detailed, but it gets, we get to see the precision of Rashi, how every single word and every single detail in Rashi is so precise. I'm going to begin by looking in the Chumash and going through a series of Rashis, and then we'll launch into the Sikha. <clears throat> the Pasik is Perik Yud Aleph, Pasik Mem Beis in Parashat Shmini, in the section where it's discussing about forbidden Shratzim, forbidden insects or creeping creatures. The Pasik says, anything that goes on its belly. Anything that walks on four legs within the family of creeping creatures. Ad kol raglayim, including or up to something that has a lot of legs. To everything that creeps or crawls on the ground. You shall not eat them because they are abhorrent. So Rashi says like this, Rashi explains Zanachash, a slithering or going on its stomach, refers to the snake. The Lashon Gochain, what's the connection of a Gochain to a snake? The Lashon of Gochain is Shechia being bowed. Shehelich Shach or Shach, because the snake, first it goes with its head bent and then it falls onto its stomach and moves. Then the next Rashi is Kol Heilich. Which is really the call that's before Helech al Gachin. Lahavi Hashal Shul, and this includes worms that also slither on the ground. The S Hadoyme Lidoyme, and that which is similar to that which is similar, meaning that which is similar to the worms. Then the Pasik says Helech al Arba, Rashi quotes the words Helech al Abra, Arba, and explains the Akrov. This refers to an Akrov, to a scorpion, as you will see in the Sicha. The scorpion is the only insect or creeping creature that walks on four legs. And not more than that, or less. Then the word koil, halarba, pushes. This includes the biro, ashkrabut bilaz, as well as again, Rashi says that which is similar to that which is similar. And then the pasuk says marbir aglaim says Rashi zen nado. This is a centipede. And Rashi explains, uh, a, a, a creature that has uh, legs from its head to its tail on both sides, the Sintafidish, and it's called centipede. These are this is the Rashi, these are the Rashis on this Pasik. So now let's look in the Sikha. The Pasik says, whoever walks, whichever a creature walks on its stomach, goes on its stomach. Or walks on four legs. Ad or it has many legs. Rashi might take in Ershin Dibra Maschel Heilich Algochen. Rashi quotes the Heilich Algochen and his Mefarish Zenochas. This is a snake. Heilich Algochen is a snake. Vlashin Gochen and the word Gochen is Shechia means bowed. Shehilich Shach v'Neifadol Meyav. That it goes first. It starts out with its head bowed and then it falls onto its stomach and 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 moves slithers. The fact that Rashi says that Heilach al Gochain is a snake is moving the pastos, is very simply understood. That ain't a good art in Tedavu, Mekifint and Enlach Aloshan, by Shratzim, is Bamnachash, in Pastos Bereshis, the only other time in Tedah when we find the term Gochain being used in the context of an insect or a creature is by the snake in Pastos Bereshis. 
where the where it says you will go on your stomach is the so if we look back in Parshas Bereishis Al Gachayin Chaselich, from this we derive that Heilech Al Gachayin means the snake. So the fact that Rashi makes this correlation is clear. But the second half of Rashi needs to be understood. The word Gachayin refers to the fact that it goes with a with a bed, with a bowed head. As we just mentioned in the previous paragraph, we already learned this idea of Rashi does not explain the term Gachin in that Rashi, nor The only thing Rashi tells us is that the snake initially had legs and then they were cut, they were cut off. But Rashi does not address the term Gachin. Is it move on? Rasha doch gedarf me fares and them tights from Goch in the Vesten Mall, when the state in Chumish, or need for losses they have some periods in Parshashmini. So if Goch needs to be understood, needs to be explained, then Rashi should have explained it the very first time the Taylor mentions Goch in Parshash Bereshis and not wait all the way till Parshashmini and rely on, 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 the, on the explanation that he's going to give in Parshashmini. So that's our first question. Why Rashi said, the fact that Rashi says that Gochin is a snake, we know from Galgachayim Chaselech. The question is, why does Rashi feel a need to explain Lashen Shechia for the term Gochin and, and not explain that in Parshas Bereshis? Now, now Rashi is going to try to explain that in Bereshis we already know what Gochin means. And he says as follows. Rashi does not have to explain in Parshas Bereshis what it means. The tights from Gachin is moving Melov. Because the word Gachin is self understood. And in one of two ways that we can understand Gachin. Aleph. One suggestion. The Pasik tells us that there were uh, four rivers that came out from Gan Eden. One of them, the second one, was called Gichay. And this is written earlier in the Torah, before the story of the snake, when the Abishai said to him, to it, To touch Rashi, Rashi explains the, word, the, the, the name of the river Gichay. It would, it would move, it would go, and it would roar. And it would roar very loudly. In other words, it was a, it was a river. That, that the water would rush, and the rushing water would make it would make a loud sound. And this would be similar, says Rashi over there, to Vichiyigach, when it talks in the Torah about an uh, animal goring another animal, where it turns the term, uses the term Gigach. When one uh, animal gores another, it roars, it makes a sound. So we could have applied the same concept. Since the slithers on the ground, Rashi says that I had legs which were amputated. The halicha is called on the gechincha. Because there is a sound that rushes forth from it. The says Rashi for losich have some pirush and fruit to kapasa gichin. 
The fact that Rashi doesn't explain al gechayin chayin bereishis is because earlier he already explained gechayin to mean the sound that comes from something moving, and the snake makes a sound when it moves, and therefore gechayin chayin refers to the sound that comes from the snake. So I know that gechayin chayin means a snake because of the sound, and that's the term gechayin. That's one suggestion. Beis gechayin meant meayim. Gochen means the belly. means the chest. So Gochen could mean stomach, belly, chest. When Rashi Darfis didn't mefar design, Rashi doesn't have to explain it. But in Dasa Avort in Lashon Kedush, but the Talmud Veis Zayn Pirush. It's a Hebrew word which the Talmud learning Chumash knows what it means. Just like you're expecting him to know the word me'ayim or the word chaza, belly or chest, you can also expect him to know the word, the word gochen. So for these two reasons, either Rashi is, is referring to gichain, and it means a snake because of the sound that it makes, or Rashi is referring to gochen as a stomach because of the fact that the snake slithers on its stomach. Either way, either way, Rashi does not have to say anything because we already know what al gechayin chaseilich means. So therefore, Rashi doesn't explain it in Bereshis. That's the suggestion. But this raises a question to the in the other direction. So why over here is Rashi changing? What is that? What compels Rashi to tell us that over here Heilich al Gochen does not mean what it meant over there? Vidr Rabbeinu Evan Ben Ezra Do is Mefarish Avram Ben Ezra, which is the Evan Ezra Do is Mefarish Nit Heilich Vahayma Oder Kepiros Atargum Eich Da Mooihi. So he doesn't. Rashi does not say like the Evan Ezra that it means the noise. That comes from the snake. He doesn't say like the targum that it means going on its stomach. That gochin means stomach. Nor loshin gochin Over here, Rashi says that gochin means bowed. That, that it goes bowed. So the question is, what compels Rashi to come up with a new pirush? In Bereshis, we understand. Let's say why it didn't explain anything because we understand what a gochin means. Gochin means a snake, either because of the noise gichin or because of the the gochin means stomach. Now here Rashi comes in with a new pirush. Gochen means bowed. So I, I might understand Bereshis, but I don't understand here why what compels Rashi to come up with a new pirush and not use what the pirush that were used earlier. The next Rashi says and says that the word specifically the word kol, which is a riboy, includes Worms and things that are similar to similar. Is it move on? So we have a number of questions here. Aleph emistakas kol is a riboy. Granted that kol is meant to include new things. Over from varim is the raya al derech apshat as there is marvet zvezachin. But what is the raya? What is the proof according to the basic understanding of the psukim that the word kol is here coming to include two things? Aleph shulshulim number one worms. Beis v'as adoyim ledoyim and also things that are similar to the worms. Base the kasha but not starker. This kasha is intensified. The drasha you do in tereskenim ungimar. This drasha that that call is marbe shulshulim and something that's daima to that is brought both in the medrash tereskenim as well as in the gemara in cholin. The lashon from pirush rashi was daima ledaima shaitan tereskenim. The term the 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 wording 
That comes from Teras Kernim. Over in Gimara, is there lost in as a daima the Shilso? The Gimara doesn't say daima le daima, similar to something that's similar. The Gimara says daima le Shilso, something that's similar to the worm. It's later, Gisaf and the Gimara came and let him be the Hakakapon, must call his marble blaze Einzach. If you follow the gears of the Gemara that says Daimel Shilshul, you could say that call is one Ribu. It's one. It's including one thing. Shilshul that Daimel Shilshul. Worms and anything that's in that's similar to worms. To say Shilshul is a dogma from their mean was Malanita from the Ribu. Shilshul, the worm, is an example of what type of thing is being learned from the Ribui. Including any type of creature that is similar to a worm, including the Shilshul, the worm itself. So if you say, then you could say this one Ribui. We're being marba things that are like Shilshul, including the Shilshul itself, the worm. Is But if you use the term that is used in the Daraskanim, it's clear that there's two levels here. Number one, the worm, because it's similar to the snake. And the second thing would be things that are not similar to the snake. But things that are similar to the worm that, that is only included here because it's similarity to the snake. So the worm itself is not the issue. It's the fact that it's similar to the snake. Then you have another level of things that are not similar to the snake, but are similar to the worms. And therefore they would be included here. But it's clearly two levels. When Rashi claps the Gisaf and Teraskin, we need the Gisaf and Gemara. And yet Rashi includes. Rashi chooses, I'm sorry, the gears of the Teraskernim, which show, tells us that it's two, which seems to imply that it's two levels, which raises the question, where does Rashi know that this one word coil is going to include two ribuyim, two levels, and why does Rashi not choose the gears of the Gemara? Gimbal, the third question we have on Rashi, on this Rashi, is Ravos is Rashi Maitik from Pasakech Kol Hoylech. The Ribu is the place from word Koil. The Ribu, that which we're including something additional, is from the word Koil. The word Koil is a Ribu, it allows us to include more things. The word Hoylech is just part of the Pasak. Why would Rashi include the word Hoylech in the Dibur Hamaschil of this Rashi? Nochmer. Glank Svetebeke Yitzhab is as Rashi Maitik from the Vertebe Kol Hoylech Al Arba. Northern word Koil. As I mentioned earlier when I read the Rashi's, the next Rashi is going to speak about which is an acre of a scorpion. And then Rashi says coil. The word coil is to include the beetle. But Rashi that doesn't say doesn't use the word he just quotes the word coil. So not only are we asking the question why does Rashi add the word we're asking this question especially since the next time Rashi does this in the next Rashi he does not include the word hoylech. So this raises the question even more, why here does Rashi include the word Hoylech in the Dibur HaMaschil? Sif Dalit, we're going to ask the questions on the Akrov. Rashi quotes the words Hoylech Alarba, goes on four legs and explains this is referring to the scorpion. Which is the only a creature, uh, the only uh, creeping creature that walks on four legs. Uh, a canal coil, as, as we just said in the previous paragraph, then Rashi quotes the word coil, just the word coil, and says the word coil, this includes the beetle, 
That's a doima le doima, and that which is similar to that which is similar. So we're going to have the very similar questions here. First of all, what is, what is Rashi's source within the pshat of the psukim? That there's two things being included by coil, number one, the beetle, and number two, that which is similar to that which is similar. And base of us, Klaifus Rashi, the Gisav and Teraskerim, and it's from Gemara, was a Daimon the Chipushis. Again, here, the Teraskerim uses the term Daimon the Daimon. The Gemara uses the term Daimon the Chipushis. And Rashi chooses the 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 the, the wording of the Teraskerim, and not the wording of the Gemara, which seemingly are more are closer to the Pshat. Sifay, in Sifay, we're going to ask, we're going to have the Rashi's questions on the centipede. Rashi says, This refers to the centipede, which is a creeping creature that has legs that from its head to its tail on both sides, and it is called a centipede. And with this, Rashi concludes his commentary on this Pasuk. In other words, there's no additional, the ribuy of coil, nothing, nothing at all. The fact that Rashi elaborates here to explain to us that, that not only does not only that this is a, a nadal, a centipede, but that it's a sheretz that has legs that go from its head to its toe to its tail, etc. is verstandik. Rashi bavod because Rashi wants to address as an endoch farana sachsrot semetar beraglaim. There's many many uh, insects or, or 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 creatures that have a lot of legs. Why is why is marbara glaim specifically a centipede? Because it's a sheretz and its entire body is covered in legs. From its head to its tail and on both sides. It's known because of its legs. It's called centipede, which centipedes mean, means a hundred legs. Cent is a hundred, like century, like century or, or one cent. And, and feed is, or peed, it means feet. So the Rashi says, because this is only legs, its entire, the entire animal is, the entire creature is legs, and it's known by its legs, therefore, when Marbara Glaim means, means a centipede. So he understands what Rashi is doing here. Rashi is telling us that it's a nado, that it's a centipede, and why is Marbara Glaim a centipede? Because this is the creature that is entirely that, 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 is in, has, that its entire body has legs. But the question is, why does Rashi not explain the, the word coil? As a to tell us that the word coil includes other creatures that are similar to the centipede, and that which is similar to the similar. This question is even greater. Here, unlike the earlier by the snake and the scorpion, where the Gemara and the Teraskein have disagreed, and the, the, the Gemara used the term Daima Le 
or and the Teraskerim used the word and Rashi went, went uh, chose the 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 wording of the of the Teraskerim over here by the Marber Aglaim by the centipede the Gemara and the Teraskerim both agree and they both write Daima the Daima when Rashi breaks the drashas out of the Eshes Vei Malvo Shteit V'Cholim Pasuk when it's written well and here Rashi chooses to say nothing when there was a disagreement Rashi took one side. And here, as he chooses to say nothing, he doesn't bring any rebuyim, anything at all. So this is the... These are the questions. Let's go quickly. Number one, why does Rashi... If Rashi had explained Agachayim Chaseilich, or, or, or we already had Agachayim Chaseilich and Bereshis, why does Rashi either, why does Rashi not explain Gachim Lashen Shechiyah over there? And if he's relying on Gichain or, or Me'ayim from over there, how does he come up with a new, a new type of Gachim Lashen Shechiyah? And then how does Rashi know that Kail is Turi Buyim? Why does Rashi say as Adoyme L'doyme? And not as Adoyme L'shilshul? And, and why does Rashi include the word Hoylech? In the Dibra Maschil. Then, when it comes to the Akra, we have the same two questions. Number one, why does Rashi, how does Rashi know to be Marbet two things? And why does Rashi use the term as Adema and not the term, not, and not the term, why does Rashi say as Adema and not as Adema And then by the Nadal, by the Marbet Aglaim, by the Centipede, why does Rashi not bring any Ribuyim from the word Koil? The beer b'chose, and here's the beer. We're going to start with what is bothering Rashi here. The gezakt frier. As we said before, when them was the pasuk nutzal loshen elach al gochen, al loshen v'shteit nor by nochash. The fact that the pasuk uses the term gochen, which is a, 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 an expression used specifically by the snake, is muchach is muchach is muchach as their meat meant in a nochash the nochash. So it's clear that the pasuk means a snake. V'gedach lehelach al arba. Similarly, when the Pasik says the words walks on four, the only creeping creature that walks on four legs is a scorpion. Is there Clearly, the Torah is referring to the scorpion. So the Rashi is bothered. Why does the Pasik use the term Heilech al Gochen or Heilech al Arba, which mean snake or scorpion, and not say clearly, Nachash, Akrav? Clearly and concisely. I, I can understand why the Torah uses the term Marba Glam and not Nado. The word Nado is not a word that's found in the expression of Chumash. Nowhere in Tanakh is there a word Nado. It's mentioned in Teraskein, which Rashi very often brings, so he could use it in his Pirush. Uh, uh, it's mentioned in the Mishnah. So we understand why the Pasik doesn't use Nado, because Nado is not a Pasik word. Nachash and Akra are words that are used several times throughout the Chumash. So the question that's bothering Rashi is why does the Pasik not say Nachash and Akra? Why does it only say something that refers to Nachash, or refers to Akra? Therefore, Rashi comes to the conclusion. 
as betelich al gochen that the teder vegin nachas nital klolos al nachas. But it comes from tchunis when the when the teder says elich al gochen is not referring to the snake with that generally speaking with various different traits. Nor dafke al tazavas hati tchunu vegin elich al gochen. The pasuk is referring specifically to the snake as one that creeps on its stomach. Is the mele moving as kali elich al gochen? And therefore, we understand that when it says the word "call," is marbet shratzim, but that in daimon shenochas tafkin the minyan for elchal gochen. When it says "call elchal gochen," it means the similarity. It includes things, uh, creatures that are similar to the snake in the aspect and the trait of slithering on their stomach. Shulshulim v'chulu, which is, for example, worms. Similarly, by the scorpion, when the pasuk says. It's referring to the, to the scorpion as one, as a creature that walks on four legs. And therefore, when it says, the Tater wants to include things that are similar to the scorpion in the detail that they walk on four legs. That's why the Pasuk doesn't say the word Nachash or Akrov. If it said, call Nachash, or call Akrov, then it would only include things that are in the family of snakes or in the family of scorpions. And even through the call, you would say, I want to include also things that are similar. We wouldn't know in which part of the snake, a snake is a reptile, a snake uh, uh, has poison, uh, various different details to a snake besides the fact that it slithers on the ground. You wouldn't know which similarity is to be included in Daminya for Elech al Gachen, on Elech al Arba, and on whether it's the fact that it slithers on its stomach or it walks on four legs or in other details. And therefore, the Pasik says, call Elech al Gachen, that we're looking specifically for the, for the creatures that are similar to the snake in the detail of slithering on the stomach. Now we can understand why Rashi cannot rely on the Pirush. <clears throat> why Rashi cannot rely on the Pirush in Chomish Bereshis. Where over there he's relying on the word Gichen, which means this, the, the air that rushes forth. Because the word Koil. The word koil, as we know, is going to be including other creatures that are also helech al-gochen. There's no other creature that makes sounds when it slithers on the ground. So, that we do nothing to include. So clearly Rashi is not uh, going to touch over here helech al-gochen, that it's a reference, to, that, that it's referring to the sound that it makes when it slithers on the ground, because there's nothing else to be marba. And if it says kol, there has to be a riboy. So therefore, Rashi has to go back to another aspect of Gochen, which is, we'll see in a moment, which is Ha'elech Shach, the fact that it, the fact that it goes bowed. But he can't use Gichon, uh, the sound, because not, the, the, then there will be nothing to be marbe. It also, we understand that Rashi cannot touch like the Targum, that it refers to uh, 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 going on its stomach. The word Gochen means stomach. Well, demo does not move on. 
Because then you would ask another question. Why would the Pasuk use the term Gochen? Which we're forced to say means Nachash because of the fact that the only other time to use the term Gochen. It was by a Nachash, by a snake. And the word Kal includes other Shratim. The Pasuk could have already said, gradually said, If if we're touching gochen, that it means stomach, like the Targum Unkulu says, in Chumas Bereshis, then we could have skipped the word gochen and just said, and I would have known the, any any creature that slithers on its stomach. From the fact that the Pasuk says gochen, it must mean that there's something else that the Pasuk wants to tell us. That gochen means, it doesn't mean me'ayim, because if it meant me'ayim, if it meant stomach, the Pasuk would have said, Therefore, we must come to say, as is There's a specific thing that's that unique to the snake, which is not by any other creatures. Which is why he doesn't use the term mayim because he wants to talk about the snake specifically. What is unique to the snake? That gochen means bowed because the snake first it, 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 it picks itself up a little bit and bows its head and then it falls down onto its stomach and it slithers. First it goes bowed but not on its stomach, nor spetted is a nefal al and then it falls onto its stomach. But the and the call is not included in Helech al because sorry, the worms are not included in Helech al because the worms don't start out bowed. They are to begin with on their bellies slithering, and therefore they are in coil. They're learned from coil. Helech al is the snake, and Helech al is the worm which also slithers but doesn't start out bowed. So it's similar to the snake, but not exactly the same. Now the Rechzei is Kol Similarly, the Pasuk Only a scorpion walks on four legs. The beetle that is being included because of the word koil. They really they have more than four legs. But the, the front legs do not, do not function. So therefore, it walks mostly on four legs. But it has more than four. And therefore, again, it's not exactly uh, uh, the, the Akrov. It's something that is similar to the Akrov, to the scorpion. And that's why it's included in the word coil. Something, if it's exact, uh, the, the Pasuk, in each case, the Pasuk is referring to one, something that is unique to the Nachash and unique to the Akrov. So we'll know that it's a Nachash and we'll know that it's an Akrov, but it also wants to include other things in it that are similar to this Nachash and this Prat in the Shekhiah, but not exactly the same, and that are similar to the Pshat of, to, 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 to the Prat, to the detail of Akrov, that it's Hayalach al but not exactly the same, and therefore, the Pasuk says it in this way, and this is how Rashi knows, this is how Rashi concludes what Hayalach al means, and what Hayalach al means. This also answers the question that we asked. Why did it say Hoylech in the Dibra Maschil? Midem is a madgis of the end of the Katrishan Zay mit Nachos is blazing the Ralichavas Kumtarish Petrimam Nachos. Rashi wants to emphasize that the comparison between the 
the snake and the worms is only in the final journey of the snake. After it already fell on its stomach. But the fact that the snake is bowed, this doesn't exist by the by the worms. So therefore Rashi says, that when they're actually moving and going, they are the same. And therefore Rashi has to include the word to emphasize that the snake and the worms have a difference in the fact that the snake initially has its head bowed. And only later, when it comes to the hoylech, to the actual slithering, is there a similarity between the snake and the worms. Now we come to doima the doima. We ask the question, by the nachash, by the akarov, why does Rashi use the term doima le doima and not follow the lashna gemara, doima le chipushis or doima le shilshul? According to this, we'll also understand why Rashi chooses the, the version of the because Rashi is letting us know two very, very important things. Aleph, number one, they're called The call is not coming to include other uh, creeping creatures that are in the family of snakes and scorpions. And that would be that would include things that are not necessarily similar, they're just part of the same family. Rashi Rabbi brings in the Ha'ara that by the by it says it says Lemina, they are they're in the same family of birds. There are various different birds that are not similar one to another, they're just from the same family. So when you say or akrov, it would mean that they're in the same family, but they're not similar one to another. And Ashi wants to tell us that the coil does not include those uh, creatures. Nor shrotzim. That the Pasuk is only being marbe. Those uh, creatures, those insects that are similar to the nachash and the akrov in the fact that they either uh, slither on their stomachs or that they uh, walk on four. So that's number one. The, 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 by using the term doima or doima le doima, he's telling us that number one, it has to be similar to the snake in the fact that it's or it has to be similar to the akarav in the fact that it's halacha larba. On the flip side, I feel the that even the worms are not entirely uh, entirely this, uh, similar to the snake. Even in the fact that they walk, that they slither on their stomachs, there's only a small, a minor comparison. Because in the end, the nachash actually falls on its stomach. But in the beginning, the nachash starts out with its head bowed. Also, the beetle it only is, is slightly similar to the akrov in the fact that they walk on four because the, the beetle only really has more the beetle really has more than four legs. It's just that the, the, front, the, the front legs don't, uh, don't function. And therefore, the Pasig wants to tell us Therefore, Rebbe Rashi wants to tell us that, number one, it has to be doima. Number two, it's okay if it's not doima all the way. As long as there's a dimyon, it's good enough. And, and, and before we get to Baldazay, and this is why Rashi uses the words doima le doima to tell us that there, either there has to be a dimyon, 
but it doesn't have to be an entire dimion. Hypothetically speaking, had it said Daimel Shulshul, it would only include things that are similar to the Shulshul. And this does not, this is not the Pshat. The Pshat is, it has to be Daimel to the Nachash, but it doesn't have to be entirely Daimel to the Nachash. It has to be Daimel to the Akrav, but it doesn't have to be entirely Daimel to the Akrav. But it has to trace back. Now that we understand this, this is a Chiddush, that when it says, it means it has to still be similar to the snake. It has to go back in some way to the snake or the scorpion. It's just that it doesn't have to be entirely the same. Now that we understand that, Now, another one of our questions was, how does Rashi know to include two, two ribuyim, side the worm and side the doim the But now we understand. Because if there has some similarity to the snake in the fact that it's Eilich al or to the scorpion in the fact that it's Eilich al then it's all one, it's all one ribuy. The shulshul is included in that ribuy because it's doyment to the snake a little bit. The chipushas is included in that. It includes more than that. Shulshul is just an example. But ultimately, it goes back to the Nachash. It's going to be Doyme Ktsas to the Nachash. And therefore, it's one big Riboy. It looks like two levels, but really it's one level. Anything that is Doyme Ktsas, Doyme Le Doyme, Doyme Ktsas to the Nachash or to the Akrav. So we've answered all of our questions with regards to the Nachash and the Akrav. The first question was, why does Rashi not explain anything in Chumash Bereshis? The answer is because over there he could rely either on the Taj Gichon, the sound that rushes forth, or gachin means me'ayim, the stomach. Over here, Rashi can't use those pirushim. Number one, he can't use the noise, because the, the, the taj noise, because there's no other animals that make this noise. And he can't use the word me'ayim, stomach, taj, because if that was the case, then Rashi, the Pasuk would have written, the fact that the Pasuk doesn't say, it means that, and it says, it means he wants to tell us something specifically unique about the snake, and not something that's inclusive of, of other creatures as well. And therefore it says, which means, which means bowed. Then the question was, why does Rashi have two, how does Rashi know that there's two ribuyim here? This is understood based on what you understand, doima once you understand that there's something unique about the snake, that's Heilach al and that the riboy is anything that is similar to the snake in the Heilach al but at the same time, it still has to be, even if it's not a full similarity, but it has to be somewhat of a similarity, doima So really, it's not two riboyim, it's one, it's one riboy that includes anything that is similar, even though it's not 100% similar. Then we had a question, why Rashi uses the term Heilach? In, in the word Heilich in the Dibra Maschil, and the answer to that question is that Dashi wants to compare the the Heilich al Gachin of the snake to, to the worm, and that only happens when they're actually slithering in the ground, not in the beginning when the snake is bowed, and therefore he emphasizes Heilich to say that the similarity only happens later on. The same uh, answers could be done with regards to the Akrav, that Doima the Doima means something that is a little bit similar, but at least somewhat similar, and therefore it's really one one Ribuy, not two Ribuyim, and therefore Rashi uses the term Doima the Doima, and that's how Rashi is able to use what seems to be two Ribuyim in the Rashi. What we still have to answer is with regards to the Nadol, with regards to the Marbaraglaim. Now we'll understand the difference between the, the walking, the slithering on its stomach and, and walking on its four, on four legs. 
the snake and the scorpion. Where Rashi does explain the coil, the ribuy of coil, un kolma beraglaim Rashi's nimefaras tevis coil. Where Rashi doesn't explain why, what is the ribuy of coil? It's very simple. Hey lechal gachon and hey lechal arba zayin faram bishratzim nabanachas makrof. This concept of hey lechal gachon, which means walking with going with its head bound, and the walking on the four legs within the anim, within the world of uh, of creeping creatures, only exists by the snake or the scorpion, respectively. Therefore, when it says the word koil, you can say it means literally anything that goes on its gachin. Because going on its gachin means head bound. And there's no other animals that are creatures that are head, that go with the head bound. Because besides for the snake and the scorpion, there's no other creature that, that goes bound. Or that walks on four legs. Therefore, there has to be that the coil is coming to include something outside of the immediate. And then we have to say, and Or, or, and But the idea, the, the, the concept of more than four legs exists by many, many creatures. Even though the centipede is the only one that is covered, the entire bottom is covered with legs. Uh, in other creatures, they have a lot of legs and there's, more, there's room for more legs. So there is a, there's a difference. But the concept to have more than four legs exists by many, many creatures. And therefore when it says it means literally any animal, any insect, any creature, that has a lot of legs. Rashi doesn't have to explain it. Any any creature that falls into the category of many legs. So therefore, once you understand what Ha'ilech Al-Gachin means, and what Ha'ilech Al-Arba means, that it's referring specifically to a, 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 a Nachash or an Akrav, and they're the only ones that fit into that category, now you understand that the coil has to be outside of that category. But Marber Aglaim, could be taken literally. Anything that has a lot of legs. But there is one last question. Why does Rashi say that this is the centipede? It should have said, for example, the centipede. In other words, why does Rashi pinpoint the centipede? It could have said, any animal, any creature that has a lot of legs. For example, the centipede. That would be the extreme example because it's only legs. Is the beer bazaar, but there's a very simple beer for this. Since by in this very same pasuk, when it says when it says it's referring to one specific creature. So therefore, it makes sense to say that also it says Marbraglaim, the Pasik is referring to one specific creature, in this case, Nado, the centipede, and the call would include all the other ones that, that are similar to it in the fact that they have a lot of legs. Rashi has no reason to say anything because it's obvious, call Marbraglaim. That the coal includes anything that has a lot of legs. But Rashi feels that that each example is one specific creature. The is the Nachash, 
is the akrov, and Baraglaim is the nadal. By the nochash and the akrov, Rashi has to say what the ribu is because. Because there's nothing else that fits in exactly a tail al gachan and al arba. But by the nadol, there's many other things that fit into marba aglaim. So there's no need for us to say anything. Call marba aglaim. Anything that has a lot of legs. That is the uh, first part of the sikha as the Rebbe explains every single detail in this Rashi. How everything, what was bothering Rashi was the fact that Pasuk doesn't use the term nachash vakrov. And what, uh, what what we take from this, and why Rashi says daima daima, why Rashi uses two ribuim, everything falls into place. Now we're going to go into a little bit of chasidus. When we want to learn the in serving Hashem from all of this, first we have to preface. There's something that's still bothering us. At the end of the day, a snake slithers on its belly. The fact that its head is bowed, uh, is lifted and bowed, so to speak, is only at the very beginning of the of the of the of the movement. Why couldn't the Torah just say Earlier in the Sikha we said that it can't be that the Rashi is touching the Gochen means Mayim, because if it was, the Torah could have said So now the Rebbe asks the question: Say so say Why Taka does the Torah not say but the Torah is teaching us something in our service of Hashem. The Chazal teach us that the Nachash refers to the Yitzhah. The Torah tells us as follows. The Yitzhah does a start by convincing a Yid that he should slither on its belly. In other words, that he should go gravel, lie, lie in in food or other worldly earthly matters. And Heib Damitelikshach. He starts out with Zankop is Aragilost, Angebegen, bowed head, look dejected. As felt in him Sumarimarimur, oh he's lacking, lift your eyes heavenward and see what's up there. Over dust they feared, but this could lead a self kosov vert that he will ultimately become one who has fallen on his belly. This is the trade. This is the trick of the Yitzhara. Today tells him to do this. Don't don't do anything bad. Don't don't immerse yourself in Gashmias. Just be sad. Just look down. Just be dejected. But this leads This could lead to the worst of the worst. And the fat is the eitzah which by the nachash. Therefore, the 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 eitzah, the advice to overcome this nachash is to immerse oneself in lofty matters, which is teira in general. Specifically, in the concealed, hidden, esoteric parts of teira. Which this will address this idea of being bowed. If a person is looking upwards, is involved in 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 mourning, involved in lofty matters such as teira and such as pnimisa teira, then a person doesn't have to go bowed. He's looking upwards. And this is the hira from the fact that the teira says heilach al gochen, which gochen means shchia. You have to know how the yitzara operates and to be careful. And this is also alluded to in our pasuk. Masha explains that Maimon Azal, the Chazal tell us in the Gemara in Kiddushin, that the early ones were called counters. Seifrim can mean teachers. Seifrim can mean scribes. So why were the teachers called, why were the original teachers called Seifrim? So your Seifrim, they used to count all the letters on the Torah. 
So Yoimim used to say, Vav de Gochain, Chetzion shall Eisis shall sleep The Vav of Gochain, which by the way is a larger than a larger type than the rest of the letters, is actually the midway point of all the letters in the Torah. So what does the Marsha say? He says, The letters of the of the Torah they represent the names of Hashem, which is the secret of the Torah. In other words, over there, the, 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 the Marshal says that he brings from a Sechta Seifrim that there's Memtes Panim Latuma and Memtes Panim Latara. There's 49 ways of, 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 of understanding Torah, in, so to speak, in, in Tuma and Tara and 49 in, 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 in Hepech Atara. So the Marshal says is that, that uh, the ability for Tuma to take energy from Torah is only once the letters become words in Psukim. But when the letters are just letters, they, they, are, they are only the names of the Abishter, they are only the secrets of the Torah, they are, they are not possible uh, to, be caught, to be used for the opposite of Kedusha. And since the, 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 the negative energy, the left side, is originates from the original snake, Therefore, where, which word is it that the Torah stops at the midway point? The Vav of Gochen. To allude to us that on the level of the letters of Torah, so the names of Hashem, there's no room for the Kayach of Tuma, the Vav the Gochen of because the Vav of Gochen stops it. In other words, if you're in the middle, that means there's a right and a left. Or Kedusha and Hepecha Kedusha. Which word is it that, that comes down the middle and stops, so to speak, the, the, the left side from uh, moving over into the right side? The Vav of Gochen. Gochen is snake. Mizanachas is the original snake. Vav of Gochen refers to the names of the Avish, refers to the letters of the Torah that cannot, that cannot become Tomei and they stop the Kayach Atuma from moving forward. So this is the this is the lesson that we have is if you immerse yourself in the in the words of in the letters of Torah, then that you cannot have you cannot be influenced by the Eight Sahara, which is the Nachash. Now that says the Rebbe. This hefsik, this stopping, that, that, that we're able to stop the power, the energy of the snake, that it shouldn't infiltrate into Kedusha. It's not just by destroying the snake. Also, we have to refine it. Until you're able to transform the snake into Kedusha. That also his enemies will make peace with him. This refers to the snake. The Nachash starts out as being an enemy. As it says to the snake, said to the snake, I will place animosity between you and the human. Ultimately, the snake makes peace with the human, which means to say the snake becomes transformed into something of Kedusha. The bitter, how, how do you refine this, this snake? By revealing its source, that in its source, it comes from Kedusha. The Gemara says that the Satan, the Satan who is Bekatrigan Eyev, 
and uh, had a kavanah l'shem shemayim. In other words, even though he did a terrible thing, but his intent was for the Ebishter. In other words, he was acting like a nachash, and he doing something negative, but it, in its source, and its kavana, it was Kedusha. who came from Kedusha. This is Mavur, or another example, in the meaning for nachash, 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 was measured in gemacht. The, the, the copper snake that Moshe made in order to save the Yidden from being, from being killed by the snakes. When a person would look at the copper snake, by looking upwards to the snake. When they would see that, that there is a nachash, there is a level of nachash in Kedusha, which is their shadis for nachash to klipe, is given a the beautiful for nachash to klipe. In other words, once you recognize that this nachash that's operating in this world actually comes from, originates from a source of Kedusha, and you recognize the Kedusha, you're able to bring down that Kedusha into the nachash and mevara the nachash. Oh, sorry. So, we're bringing various different... We're bringing various different nachash references, all we started with Gokhain, to, to, to bring out this Nakuda that the nachash is, is the Yitzhahara, and we have to fight the Yitzhahara, number one, by learning Taita, by recognizing the value of Asis HaTaita, but not only that, but we have to be Megala, the nachash, the Kedusha, so that way, Gam of Yashlim Itay, so that way we could be Mavarer, the nachash, the Klipa, by revealing uh, its source. Also, this concept of making peace between the Nachash de Klippa and the Nachash de Kedusha is Nimbus and Nunzapasik is also alluded to in our Pasik. Semech Sadek is Mavarin in Anal. Semech Sadek explains this idea of Av de Gachin Chesh Shesh What we said before from the Gemara that the Vav of Gachin is the halfway point of the letters of the Taita. It says Semech Sadek like this. As the Vav Rapsi, here the, here the Rebbe actually mentions the fact that the till now wasn't mentioned that the Vav of Gochen is actually a larger Vav. The Vav Rapsi from Gochen, the Ramam of Sviris Atiferis. Vizi is Eila Ada Keser, when the Pharaoh is Bekeach to Mechabrezain, the Tzvechas Tzoy Seifetera, was Ada Bechines Chesed Gvura. There's two parts to the Tera. There's the Chesed of Tera, there's the Gvura of Tera. And the Vav of Gochen is Tiferis, that rises up till Keser. And therefore, because it's coming from above, it is able to make peace, to, to combine the two parts of the Torah. Just like it says in regards to Chatzais Laila, we're learning the Sikha Pesach time, which is when exactly at midnight came the, uh, the, the Yeshua, because the, because the the there's the two parts to the night. The first part of the night comes from the din. Second part of the night comes from chesed. And the chasiyah, the moment of midnight, is a much much higher moment that is able to fuse together the two parts of the night. Similarly, the vav of gochain, the tiferes, which goes to keser, is able to fuse together the two parts of the Torah. When the far is the vav the gochain mafsi and therefore has the power to stop. The, 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 the energy of the snake. 
The whole, the, the, the energy of the snake comes from the fact that there's so many tzimtzumim on the left side. But if you fuse together right and left, there's nothing, there's no source of life for the snake because as soon as the, the, the left is not left anymore, it's fused together with the right, there's no left, there's no left, there's less tzimtzumim, there's less tzimtzumim, there's no yunike for the snake. So therefore, the Vav of Gochen, which is fusing together right and left, uh, Chesed and Din, uh, 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 and so on and so forth, is, has the power to stop the Nachash. Yeshleima. As Eich Der Shalom, Tzavishu Nachash Teklipon, Shashu Nachash Tegdusha, Zduchdom Vav Raps. Not just, not just, are we saying that the Vav of Gochen is able to stop the snake because the right and the left are being fused together, but also the fact that you're bringing together the Nachash de Gdusha and the Nachash de Klippe is also being accomplished through the Vav. Because what the Vav is doing, it's, it's also combining Maila and Mata. The Lake Itos Amin as Mipalgoch Liloy de Hurbis, Mipalgoch Litatoi de Ahormis. The Apicardus says to Amemar that the top half of you belongs to Kedusha. The bottom half of you belongs to Klippa. Ahurmiz was the name of a shade. So, belong, belong, so he, he wanted to separate and say there's Maila and Mata, and the two shall never meet. Says Amemar, no, it doesn't work like that. They have to work together. So the Vav Rapsi, Durtum Kava and Tsoi, Moses Mavriach, Menakotza Achiel, Menakotza Achitachten. The Vav is the center pillar that pierces from all the way to the highest level to the lowest level. So it can make Shalom between the heavenly delegation and the, and the, and the delegation below. That he could draw down Nachash of above into Nachash Telemata and reveal to the Nachash Telemata what its source is. So the Vav is not just, uh, is not just vertical, that, it, that, that it's combining together Yemin and Smoil, it's also, sorry, it's not just horizontal, it's also vertical, it's also connecting Milo and Mata and making Sholem between the Nachash de Kedusha and the Nachash de Klippa. And this Sholem will be in a revealed way when Mashiach comes. Also, Mashiach is referred to as Nachash, they have the same Gimatria, 358. Will accomplish the total shalom between the Nachash the Kedusha and the Nachash the Klippa and the Klippas and the Kedusha and the Kavayimin and the Kavasmail, Ubekar of Mamish.